So thank you, everybody, uh, for joining. Uh, we're here with a special episode um, uh, to talk to uh, Jeff Caudle, who we've talked to, you know, a couple times. Popeye is here with us, who we've also talked to a couple times. He's a regular. A bunch of times, he's a regular. And then uh, <laughs> our new friend, uh, Jake, at uh, Future Vampire Club Records, to talk about this pretty new reissue well can we call it a reissue because it's it's basically two of jeff's solo out you have two solo full lengths and it's on here and i love the clever name that uh kind of bridges both of the albums together yeah i I think it's a proper reissue it's you know it's the first time on vinyl and uh i'd call it a reissue i'm 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 down with that i mean it's it's super super nice Looking, so I wanted to start actually asking Jake about the label a little bit. Um, you know, just if you want to give a, you know, Cliff's notes how the label started and then what yeah. brought you to like when did you first come in touch with Jeff's music, whether it was solo or game so, face? Yeah, so I've been thinking about this quite a bit. Uh, so I'm 41, and so I was trying to think about like, timelines and things like that, getting ready for today, and. Uh, really racked my brain and it was the cinema beer buddy compilations uh that mm. hopeless put out in 98 or 99 uh i'm a huge alkaline trio fan and that was like the band that i collected the most so i buy it even compilations they were on and i think it was my star was on the cd and something else was on the dvd or i might be inverting that um but i heard that and uh since i was a kid my favorite song of all time is hey jealousy uh by the Jim oh, Blossoms. Yeah. <laughs> so I like, you know, those were my genre, like, you know, that more rock and stuff. And I was like, this kind of combined everything I liked. Uh was uh it was my star on the game face, uh the track there. So, you know, that's 22 years ago. Um at the time I worked for National Record Mart and a bunch of record stores, uh did promo work for a bunch of uh labels. That industry falls apart, so I go into a different line of work. And during the pandemic, I've been wanting to do a label since I was a kid. I, you know, had uh, done mixtapes and done silly logos on stuff. And uh, during the pandemic, uh, my wife was kind of like, you need something that you love. And she's like, kind of pushed me towards doing the label. And uh, so I made a list of 10 artists I wanted to work with um, and was, you know, did all the research and made all the mistakes. Uh, The name's been kicking around for a long time. My brother... uh, uh, Brian does all the like logo work for me. Uh, and I reached out to Jeff first and he was like, yeah, let's do this. And he worked through the growing pains of me learning what the hell I was doing has been a really good resource. And, uh, so it was about, yeah, two years ago, August of 20 is pretty much the the start. Okay. So this is your first release. Nope. Uh, this is release number four. Uh, the first thing I did, um, uh, so it was in June of 2020, uh, when I really started getting the idea going, uh, Jeff had put out the quarantine sessions, um, and a day in June is one of my favorite songs ever. And the, the version that he did on the quarantine sessions was like, this needs to be heard on vinyl. And I like the single series idea. Um, so I reached out to him and, uh, he was kind enough to let me put that out on a, uh, seven inch flexi. Um, I did all the, I, printed all the uh, ink and stamper for the covers and just did truly DIY um, kind of thing. So that was release number one. Uh, this is number four. Uh, wow. 
See, as Sammy, as as Sammy Siegler would have said, do your homework. I should have done a little bit more digging. I yeah, apologize. Man. Oh no, I didn't no, know that, honestly... I didn't know about that flexi. Now I'm like, I need that flexi. <laughs> I'll send I'll send you one. I'll send you one. Because I, uh, that sounds great. Yeah, that's the um, you know, uh I'm not very artistic, uh, and I can't play any music, so I've always just judged it and sold it. And you know, when I started doing the label, like I really wanted to kind of recapture that DIY thing. And that's the the uh, uh, seven inch test press cover. I think I sent you on Instagram. Like it's it's the yeah. Chung King can suck it. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was in the midst of in the midst of COVID, so it was me and uh, my printer and a straight blade and trying to find fonts. And uh, I get a kick out of a Chung King ripoff on a acoustic version of a song. Uh, totally. Jeff recorded at home. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, I'll, that, I'm, yeah, so I'll, I'll definitely make the hard for that, but kids crazy. I was, I was actually, I've, you know, as we often do when someone mentions uh, like a comp or something and we're thinking like, oh, let me, I looked up on Discogs, that comp cinema beer belly from 1999. Mm. And this has got like super chunk Melvin's game face, Sam, I am uh bad. Yeah. Religion. It, 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 it's it a had killer a compilation. Yeah, it's pretty it, stacked. It, yeah, it was a DVD, and it had like all kinds of videos, and then like uh, all kinds of, um, but like bonus footage of, of each band could you know submit bonus footage, and there's like all kind there's there's some obscure stuff hidden on that DVD, but yeah, the the, the lineups the lineups amazing, and I know you had to be thrilled to be on the same comp as Super Chunk. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that that would be that's like a that's a bucket list like check. Definitely. So, so <laughs> this collection here, um, I know that the the first uh the first of your solo LPs came out in 2005. Um yeah. And Game Face, I know we touched on when we did a, a bonus episode before. Game Face ended probably, you know, you put out uh Four to Go in fall of 2003. And the band stopped shortly after then. So did you like, were any yeah. of these songs going to be, if you did another game face record or was it already like a fresh, you know, clean slate? Yeah. It, it, no, yeah. None of, none of the songs were sort of holdovers from game face. This was my sort of answer to what do I do now that this band that I, that I devoted my life to for over a decade what do I do? You know, what, where, where do I go? And so, yeah, the whole, that whole record was written like immediately after the breakup of the band and not, not really even knowing, you know, what I was going to do with it, but I just started writing tons of songs and, uh, you know, songs that I, you know, I mean, and a lot of it, as you know, it's not stuff that Game Face would have played anyway. So it sort of lives in a di in, in a different space. So I, I I just took the opportunity to, you know, to try to go a little a, a little different direction. Because these are song. I mean, they're these are great songs. But yeah, it wouldn't. It's a little more. I, I, I for it's a little more mellow than Game Fate. I mean, I don't know how. Oh yeah, no. It. It's it it's um it's I always describe it as schmaltzy. It's it's like uh you know, like a seventies soft rock album and, uh, and I'm, you know, unapologetically. So, you know, and, but that's the kind of stuff I, I love. I, you know, when I was growing up, I loved, 
you know, all that stuff, Jackson Brown and Neil Young and all that stuff on the, it was on the radio at that time. So I just kind of, uh, took a cue from that. And I thought no one's going to stop me from putting, you know, piano or a 12 string acoustic guitar or a mandolin on these songs. So let's just, let's do it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and I, I, sounds I, uh, I really didn't know how to um, to go about recording an album like that, and I got hooked up with Robbie Wrist. Uh, who's just, an, I was going to be my question was Robbie Wrist. He's all yeah. over this. Uh, yeah, he's all over it. He, I mean, he really is the reason why these records exist. I recorded at his studio, and I mean, for, and especially for the first record for "Here's What You Should Do." Um. It was essentially just he and I doing everything. And it wasn't until the second album, Try to Be Here, when we brought in uh, Popeye. I think it was probably shortly after the first record and we started, when we started playing out, when I, we started uh, to like really form a live band. And then I wanted the live band to play on the, on the, the second record. So how did you yeah, it was Robbie a whole... Wrist? Because like I'm wondering, were you a kid that grew up and like you're like this is cousin Oliver oh, from the radio? Oh, totally. I, I was. I was uh, <laughs> um, yeah, he, he was a he was a friend of a friend, and and I, I I didn't even really believe believe it. My friend Travis was like, I know this guy. He, you probably know who he is. He's an amazing musician. He's always just lo- he's looking to you know he's always looking to to jam. If you want to make a record, I'm sure he'd be into it. I, I'm, I'll introduce you. And I think that Game Face had played, or not Game. Um, no, no, no. That, that, that was that was that was something different. Um, Game Face had played the Troubadour, and I, that's when I met this guy Travis, who ended up being the guy that brought Robbie into my orbit. Um, but yeah, we, so Travis and I stayed in touch. He, um, was roommate. He was a, he was a Robbie's roommate at the time. And so, yeah, I just, I just started coming over there and, um, Robbie, you know, wasted no time getting into the studio and throwing all kinds of ideas at me. And we, you know, he really was a big influence on, you know, how, how these things, how these songs kind of work themselves out it's awesome and i mean as someone who i'm pretty much the same age as jake it would have taken all my power not to ask him to say major league butt kicking is back in town in the michelangelo <laughs> voice he, oh, was yeah, the yeah, voice yeah. Of, he was the voice of michelangelo in the uh, yep. <laughs> first two teenage mutant ninja turtles movies maybe yeah. even the third one i don't know the third one's so uh, yeah. pretty terrible I, but yeah, he uh, he like, was in the third one. I actually just looked up, but hey, yeah, don't, that don't don't think that the, don't think that the generational gap is that large between us, Greg. Because <laughs> when, when when Jeff first told me, so I told you I've been working on this solo stuff. So I'm recording with cousin Oliver, and I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> what are you talking about? <clears throat> he's like, yeah, you, you, he's like, yeah, come by the studio sometime. And I was like, fuck yeah. I mean, I want to. Say hi to my friend Jeff and see how the recording process is going. But I want to, I want to freaking meet cousin Oliver, man. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So he, at, the, at the time, he, he had, played he had on hair. He had, he had like his hair was like three feet long, still wears the glasses, still has the exact same face. Mm-hmm. 
probably had a goatee as he usually did. Has the same voice that he had when he was eight years old. Like, hey guys, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was it was like, holy shit, you're really recording with cousin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He nuts. played on Trainwreck too, right? Wasn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he mm. did, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, it, it's funny going through his discogs because I knew the cousin Oliver thing. I collect comic books and they're all behind me, but like I knew him from conventions as the Michelangelo mm-hmm, guy. Right, right. But so I'm going through like uh, you know, same reason I found most bands is going through liner notes. So I look up what he's done on like a discogs or something, and pretty prolific actually. He's done a ton of stuff, and it seems like he can play. Oh yeah almost anything it was kind yeah, of and, 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 he, and, he, and he shreds at everything that he plays like yeah, yeah, yeah so i had to go down the youtube there was always a chance that yeah it was so weird yeah there was always a chance that in, in you know any of the bands that he was in that we were in together he would be able to play your part better than than you were you know than you than yeah. so yeah it was yeah. It, it was a little intimidating <laughs> you know just uh you know starting out with, with him but we we definitely uh we we, we kind of fell into a pretty good relationship and um i did learn a lot i learned a lot about uh recording and a lot about how music works because you know game face did we did i mean game face did one thing pretty well um but when i started it, recording with Robbie I learned you know at least two or three other things and uh it 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 really he really sort of like broadened my my musical scope you can hear you know? it I think even uh in the game face now is what matters now like it, it really does sound like you kind of took everything that you're doing in game face but then also all the stuff you learned from like you said, between 2003 and 2013. Yeah. I think, you know, every other thing makes, makes you better for the, you know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, we've talked about this a lot about when you're young and you're in, you're in your band and you're, you're very precious with it. But, um, you know, and, and even when I was in game face back in the mid nineties, I had a side project March and that was not, that was frowned upon by the members of the of game face because they didn't want to share me. And I, and I totally get that. But looking back, I think that the better, I think it, 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 it always makes you a better player. If you're playing with other people, I think it can only help. I mean, it may like spread your attention, but as far as like being a, a creative person and being, you know, working with others, it's just, it, I, I think, that yeah, like everything, everything helps the next thing. Yeah, I, can I, I can I, I can I jump in and ask a question about please that? If I may, this is Popeye. Um, well, we 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 spoke earlier, or you guys spoke earlier about um, Jeff, your solo stuff possibly being a continuation of Game Face. I was curious if you have ever felt like like your solo stuff was any kind of a carryover from where March ended. Yeah. I think, I think that that's, a, that's more of a, more of a direct line, I think. Yeah. Cause, Cause it was, a, cause it was a very, oh, yeah. 
there was a there were several years between March and when you started doing solo stuff and right um and I know I know it's stuff that you and I have talked about I'm kind of more more curious to you to to listen to you put it down on a podcast for posterity yeah to- no no uh, I, that's I, a great question thank you yeah, it's a good question that's a great Absolutely. question yeah thanks that is a You're hell welcome. of a question keep him coming <laughs> 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 Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I have, I've always wanted to do that, that jangly REME, you know, sort of gin blossomsy thing, you know? And so that's always been, you know, the, uh, the other thing that I want to do. And, uh, yeah. And that was March. That was, uh, I mean, it was kind of train wreck would kind of fell in, fell in that category a little bit, a little bit too. Um, we'll have to do a train wreck yeah. episode. That'll be its own. That has to be its own episode. Maybe yeah, we can we, even. I wonder if we can get Robbie in on. We that. should, and and and, and, <laughs> and I'm sure I'm sure he would be happy to do that. Yeah, that would be great. So is he into? Is, is he into is punk so at all? Good. Robbie, is he into like punk rock and stuff, or was it just like he likes like the kind of alt country jangly stuff, or like does he have a secret side where you're like, oh, dude, he was like. The biggest suicidal he's, tendencies fan. No, he's definitely more of like a power pop guy. Like yeah. power pop, as in, like set. You know the the seventies, right. um, like kind of like kind of post Beatles kind of. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, and you know, because like, he's like, like, and, he's a little yeah, like, older and like than, new wavy kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that seventies, eighties, alt like the alt rock of that. Of that, you know, the Elvis, Elvis Costello, Joe Jackson. Gotcha. The knack. The, the knack. Yeah, I know he was big on them. Yeah. And, and, and all that, like that's kind of his, his wheelhouse. And he is, I don't know, I don't know his age, but I, like he may be seven years, you know, he's, he's April six, 4th, seven years older than us. April 64 is his birthday. Okay. So yeah, there you, you have go. access to the interwebs. Good job. Wow. Yeah. Right? yeah, so that's, <laughs> yeah. He's t- two the days after. Awesome. Two days after my birthday. So mine's the second. So, but, yeah, oh, so, nice. so he is to us what we are to me and Popeye are to you guys in that sort of gener- right. generation. So it's like there's just a little like it's still you know experienced a lot of the same things. Right. But yeah, just, and, and you were and like a little he, kid, whereas he was probably you know a late teenager buying yeah. these records and stuff. Definitely, and yeah. and you know we uh, we did not a lot of the references that Popeye and I would throw out, like uh, for instance, you know at, at the band practice or whatever. A lot of those didn't didn't land because he you know he, he definitely has a different frame frame of reference. But other things that we would throw out that were references to us from the eighties when we were kids, he'd be like, Oh yeah, I actually knew that guy once. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, definitely. And stuff you maybe yeah. wouldn't have been able to throw out at like a yeah, far I mean, side or game face practice. Maybe the, yeah. I don't know what the other, you know, members of the band, well, far side, we've talked to all those guys. Yeah. So kind of know what, what they're into, but you know yeah. what I mean? Maybe but, but, I mean, but, I love all that, all the, that's, you know, the older stuff anyway. And so when he's like, let's do a Jerry Rafferty type of thing or whatever, I, I totally knew, <laughs> I, I knew what he was talking about. So when this first uh, solo album came out, it was like a CD, you know, this was mid 2000s. It was obviously before 
the vinyl resurgence. Oh, yeah. So most people, it was just like you probably had what digital files and CD. Was this on CD? Yeah, just yeah, CD only, and um, it, it was yeah, digital too. I guess it, it made its way to. I guess iTunes was it was it was a thing, but yeah, it was essentially it was yeah it was the the CD. I think there was a thousand CDs and then digital if you could if you could find it. And was there ever talk like did because I know well the last Game Face record was Doghouse. Did you ever talk to Jordan about doing something or was it just the kind of thing where you thought uh, let let me oh yeah I, I, I thought it was yeah I thought it was too far away from what I had been doing with game face and, and so really none of the, none of the same, you know, the same labels. And also I wanted to, I just wanted to keep it small and keep it, you know, it was an art project for me. It was just like my, my therapy. And so I just wanted to, you know, like I, and I I knew that there was only going to be a fraction of game face fans that would sort of, follow along follow me down into this new thing so i figured just let's just keep it real small i know you know it's not like i was trying to to um you know to start a like a career or anything it was just you know it was just a way for me to stay creative and and uh you know it's kind of like i said it's, it's my it's my therapy so um yeah, it was. It, yeah, it was never meant to be like uh, something that I would uh, try to turn into a, uh, you know, like, like a touring machine or anything. Right. Well, plus I was going to say too, at the time of this, you had a very young child, who I see makes <laughs> yeah, an oh, appearance. Yeah. Uh, Melody, who we had on here to talk about career woman. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah. She is on the track uh, that try to be here. Does the introduction. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I hardly recognize that voice. Yeah, it's, it is crazy. But like, I guess what's even crazier to me is now she's a songwriting machine and she's writing songs. And, you know, we talked about this yeah. Popeye, you as someone who's known Jeff for what, 30 years or something. That's got to be surreal. Like when you guys were just bumming around Southern California in your late teens, 20s to be to think that like one day, like you know, you guys are one still going to be buddies and still talking about this stuff, but two, he's going to have, you know, he's going to have a, a daughter that's just like writing these incredible songs. Yeah. The um, last, the last part is the, is the most surreal. I, I, I mean, yeah, Jeff, uh, Hey bro. Um, <laughs> yeah. Je, je, yeah. We, we, we met when we were both 19 years old. So that would have been more than 30 years ago. Uh, one of those situations where you, where you meet someone and you kind of instantly know like, okay, this is not going to be the last time we talk or hang out. And, um, yeah, we still, we still talk all the time. Most of the time we don't talk about music. We just talk, <laughs> we have that 7am coffee talk, although it's not usually at 7am where we talk about the weather and our prostates and that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, but the craziest part to me is whenever he will tell me about something that Melody's doing or, Oh, here's a new song that she did, or here's a new video that she did. And, and I say this to Jeff, <laughs> most, mostly jokingly, but not really. I'm also, I'm like, fuck that kid. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's, it's why is disgusting? She, I, <laughs> God, we like, how? I was not, 
a third that good when I was that age. And I'm still not like, she sucks. Like she could just uh, (laughs) go pound sand. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It is, it's, it's, it is nuts because like, you know, she does the videos and the artwork and the, and the music. I know. I hate how good she is. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I always tell people she's a great kid. She's a really good kid and she's a great student and she's a wonderful human being it's like what's yeah. wrong with you oh nothing. it's exhausting but <laughs> i guess it's funny because uh she called you uncle a whole bunch of times during that interview and then to hear your reaction of uh, uh <laughs> yeah. it's too much like <laughs> i always tell people though, i'm like, saying, I'm, uncle like Popeye. I'm like yeah, you need to, i'm like yeah, you need to, to listen to this career woman stuff i was like you're you're going to be hearing about like People are going to be talking about this stuff soon. So get in on it now. She'll be lucky if she gets a sack of rocks for her birthday. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's, it's, it is crazy. And that's why I love records and recordings because now that's there forever. This. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and and that's the thing, like that's a, that's, I mean, these, especially the solo, the solo records, as well as the game face records, they like, for me, they act as my, autobiography it, it, they're, they're they are a scrapbook of a of, of, a, of a time and a place and especially like i you know the, the, the where i was at starting a you're starting a new family and it was in this very very new area of of existence and so to have the you know like a document like this you know just to have the these songs and now that they're on actually on vinyl, you know, which is, you know, something that I, I'm, a, you know, I'm, I'm a total vinyl geek. I love it. And so just to have, it really now feels like a complete, like a, like a very complete family album. You know, it's a, it's a, it's, 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 it's very special to me to, 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 to have these songs, you know, grouped in the way that they are. Cause it, it does, it represents a, it, you know, uh, a very significant time um, in my life. I guess, uh, like going on what Jeff was saying, like there's that tangibility to it and you brought up kind of the liner notes. So I'll be straight up. I had no idea that Popeye was on so many parts of that. I had no idea that Robbie Reese was on so much. So like, you know, so I will say as a, upstart label with no idea what I'm doing. Uh, graphic <laughs> arts is really hard to find someone who is both good <laughs> and answers emails. So when you work with someone like Jeff, who uh, happens to be pretty good at uh, design and I'm like, Hey, here's what I need. Uh, I have the easiest part of it. You know, I get this gatefold back and we printed an I love imprint out of Texas. hundred percent. They were family owned. They're still family owned. Great people. Um, and I sent it in and I must have poured over it like I used to get like, you know, lookout catalogs or whatever and just pour through it and look at yeah. all these thank yous or whatever. And I did that with the gatefold and was just kind of when Jeff sent me the initial files, I was blown away by it, you know. So I think that, you know, that's, you know, the vinyl thing. I'm a vinyl guy for a long time as well. That's why I, I, I did this. Um, and it's kind of cool. Greg, for you to mention seeing names in there and be like, oh, it's this person, you know, like kind of exciting to, to have that tangibility of it, you know? Yeah, because yeah, it's well, lost Jeff, if it's just digital yeah. files. 
Yeah, you know, Jeff's another one of those big jerks, too, because he's really great at everything, and you wonder where his daughter gets from. Well, Asshole. I, I only, there's, I'm not really good at Oh, hey, look at, at me. I'm a great graphic a lot designer of things. and a good musician. And <laughs> I, I, everybody. Oh, look at me. And a, yeah, I'm a nice my, guy. My secret is, yeah. my, and my I'm a nice secret guy. is I, only, I only do the stuff that I'm good at. I just don't do the things Which is that I'm not good at. <laughs> See, I've never we don't know. Anything, so we, we don't know because I don't because I don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I, like yeah, this, okay. this, just, this looks... just because you haven't tried hang gliding doesn't mean you wouldn't be great at it, Jeff. Yeah. You'd be a professional <laughs> hang glider. This mm-hmm. looks great, though. Like it really does. Like it looks like the whole like 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 Jake said. I mean, just the whole package, the gate full. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really happy with it. Like it I does like, not I, look like slapped together. I like the, uh, the the combined artwork better than I like them on their own. I think I think that they they both made they made each other better. And so Absolutely. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. So and Greg, there's like so it is a, like Jeff said earlier, like a reissue. It's almost kind of a reimagining as well. There's a couple songs changed or some track listing things that, you know, right. Jeff and I went back on to, to fit for, you know, sound quality and everything on, you know, the record itself. So there's some songs that have been rearranged as well. Like I, and uh, Jeff, I don't remember who you said mastered it, but that definitely was a game changer. I think overall, yeah, it doesn't like say the, in here. I don't the, it's my it's on my there. buddy my buddy uh, Matt Cade he's from the UK and uh, he's been doing working a little bit in the he also was uh, he was a part of the Broken Trophy little uh, cover band that I that I had done a few a couple of years ago now we did a seven inch with a Green Day cover and a Jawbreaker cover. And Matt plays on on that record. I, I remember that one. Yeah, well, I forget what what songs were they. Green Day and Jawbreaker. It was uh, uh, going to pa- going to Pascaluska and yeah. Want. Uh, it's, yep. it's, want. It's, oh, it's yeah. on the show yeah. in front of me. Uh, oh, right on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the I was texting Jeff recently, like so the the jacket itself, working with imprint. I was like, I wanted it to feel like a copy of Harvest that you bought at a garage sale. That I was, was going to say, it's like kind of like the mix between like, it's not quite the tip on jacket, but it's nope. not. Yeah. So like the it's actually, it's, uh, it's a hundred percent recycled cardboard as well. Um, right on. My wife's an environmental biologist by yeah. trade. Um, so it's a big thing to us. And uh, so I kind of was going back and forth with them and it just came out great. It really, yeah, like, just, yeah, know, just the was, feel of it. It, it really, it, yeah, it, it does. It feels like. A copy of a Harvest or an, uh, or or Deja Vu or any any of those old, you know, those really great '70s records. But yeah, like it's it's got a, it's, it's yeah. It, I, I was so so pleased when I got it. Papa, has yours shown up yet? It has not. Okay, it, it'll be there any any uh, any day now. That's that that's fine. I'm 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 not concerned. I'm aware, I'm familiar I, with the songs. I, I I'm grateful that you're sending it to me, but I assume you were going to send it media mail because that's the smart thing to do. Oh yes. I heard, I heard I heard the label was late getting to Jeff as well. Uh they just hung up. And I found the credits by the way. The credits are on the gatefold at the end of each side. It says remastered for vinyl by Matt Cade. So I did I did find that. 
first I was like, am I missing something? But yeah, it's it it is thorough. It's a it's a all the liner notes are. I mean, all the tells who all played the players. On it. Yeah, it's all there. Wow. Well, I'm that's glad thing it's lost. Like, well, that's the thing with Jeff. I was just like, here's what we can do. Here's some, you know, uh, the templates, and he's like, here you go. Like. Literally five hours. minutes later honestly <laughs> it was literally within hours the one day so you know not to pile on praise but he's like hey i've got a pretty busy day i don't want to get to this and i was like that's straight up fine like my nine to five is insane and then like three hours later he sends me a full like portfolio that's how with I do. a like addendum <laughs> Jason does like, that too. I'm not going to be able to do it. And then all of a sudden he sends us like everything. We're like, yeah, well. <laughs> Under promise, over deliver. I, I'm in sales. That's been that's my motto for a decade. So, uh, I give myself more leeway for time though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jeff. Yeah. I mean, you, so I've, I've been wanting to know kind of, how did you put this band together? Like what? So, between the first one, with Popeye, and then the, the with Brian Popeye, saying, yeah, and Popeye then, being on there, yeah. like our our first, my first a few shows as a solo artist, I think it were just me and Robbie, and then we brought in um, this uh, at the time. I think it was his girlfriend Missy. She played bass, um, and then. Mike Baines, our, our old our old pal, Mike Night Train Baines, yep. would come in and play keys or mandolin or something on. But when we were playing, I was playing like more like the solo thing. Like I mean, we were talking about the Hotel Cafe and a few other, you know, s- small little uh, more acoustic soloish style venues. But then I think, yeah, I think that once we once I um, wrangled Popeye to to you know to play guitar, that's when it started becoming more of this sort of like. I think that's when we started calling it the Good Times Band because yeah. it was just that 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 was just. You made it to it, his, it was his just, wiki page, by the way, Robbie Robbie Wrists. Oh uh, yeah, wiki page actually says um, you know, has a section for music, and it says. Uh, he divides his time between film and music production, performing with Los Angeles, alt country and band King size, maybe and rock band Jeff Caudle and the good times band. Right. Right. Uh, and, and it mentions Popeye and far side huh. and uh, everything. Cool. So right on. Awesome. I was just kind of hanging around. I, I, he I also, was he also did the theme. He also, <laughs> let's not forget. He did the theme song for Sharknado. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we need to get that out out there too. Um, so, at what point though did this band like? Because then my favorite, my favorite, or your favorite train wreck, sorry, um, is you, Popeye, Robbie. It, like, did this just evolve into that? Y- y- yes, I mean Popeye can can help me out maybe, but I think I do remember saying like, okay, I've done two solo records. I think that's enough. I I really want like well a I want to do something a little more quote dangerous 
<laughs> I told Popeye. <laughs> and then I also said, I also said. That's how I describe that record as dangerous, guys. Right. But, uh, <laughs> well, I, I said, I, I want to do a band. I want to do a band where Popeye, where you throw a drink in, at me. Uh, every, every time show. we play. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that happened twice. <laughs> um, but, but we do. Because then you were like, yeah, you know, the ice cubes don't feel very good. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I think I think it, we we got to the just got to the end of our yeah. The, or I guess I got to the to where I felt like two solo albums is enough. I think that's okay. And I was going to do solo stuff beyond that, but I think as far as the band was going, it, it was time for me to do something different. And um, it was kind of an excuse to kind of put Popeye more in the, you know, in the center stage as well. And that's why I, I, I was like, let's do a thing where it's, it's 50, 50 and I want, let's yeah. write songs together. Yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah. Cause the good times band was, you know, as the name might suggest it was my name and the good times band. And it was all my songs and it was, it was, you know, kind of hired, not hired, but, uh, you know, just guns, <laughs> guns. Yeah. You know, I, I get, I get what you mean. Whereas your favorite right. train wreck was more of a collaboration. It was, yeah, the, it, it, it was a, it was a true collaboration. It was a true band, short lived lightning I'm, in a bottle. Yes. I'm, lo- I'm <laughs> looking for an opportunity to jump in and talk about Go for the it. good times band because fuck did I love playing in that band? Um, for many, for many reasons, one, uh, because I was just kind of backing you up, I didn't have to worry about too much. Because, uh, totally. I mean, the joke was, it's not my name on the marquee. So, yep. <laughs> it's up, yeah, it's, no, I it's think that's, you. A, that's, a, that's a liberating uh, feeling, you know, just to, it's great. to show up yeah. play guitar. Show up and play. Um, yeah. Uh, and you were talking about how much you learned from Robbie. I had that same experience with Robbie and from being in that band because it was a style yeah. of music I'd I'd never played before. Definitely. Um, and like, okay, so I'm going to be on kind of a clean channel, like the whole time and going to be less of a strummer and more of a picker. Okay. Well, I'm not good at that, yeah. but I guess I'll try to learn how. Yeah. Uh, we all, I, I mean, we really did. It. We all really grew. I mean, you, you were a better guitar player than I was when we started it for sure. And we, we, we sure? both, I think, Oh Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, oh, come on. But we, bo- I, I know we both improved in our sort of just, just the, the way we think about making music yeah. and, and, and our ability and whatnot. But yeah, it's it was a that was a nice it was a nice departure from the sort of tunnel vision of the hardcore scene and the you know and all that. Not that you know, not to put any you know, we of course we love. I, I love that I'm from that scene, but, yeah. uh, it, but it's great to, uh, it's great to step out and, and, and try some new stuff. I'm yeah. a, I'm a huge fan of when people from hardcore step out and do it gracefully. Like you did yeah. and don't try to piss on their, their past and be like, Oh, but I think there's something to be said. Like I've had this conversation with many people that like, even most of the biggest, best bands 
have some connection to punk and hardcore, even if you're thinking about like you too, like they came from mm-hmm. like, you know, the post-punk right. world oh, yeah. and yeah. REM yeah, yeah. and, and, you know, definitely. And with later Nirvana with Dave Grohl and all those guys, like mm-hmm. I think that people don't kind of realize how important it is to cut your teeth in this world of punk and yeah. hardcore and yeah. DIY culture. And as long as you're not, you know, exploiting it. I think it's awesome to, you know, move on to something else. And I'm always the first person in line to see like, Oh, this person was in, you know, insert whatever hardcore band here. And now they're doing something that they're, they want to sound like, you know, shoegaze or indie rock or whatever. I'm always like, I'm a big, big champion of that. I think that's the thing too. And I think it's been lost to a degree, like starting a small little label, I have so few releases that I can't do an insert yet, but you know, the, the thank yous and liner notes, you know, I was in Ohio, believe it or not, not a huge market for bands to come through. Um, so everything <laughs> I did was mail, it was mail order. So, you know, it was reading the liner notes of, you know, green day. I, that was, you know, yeah. like a lot of people, that was my sure. thing. So then I get, you know, the lookout releases and then I find out about band, you know, X, Y, and Z. And then they do come to my town and I'm like, oh, they toured with X and this took us to Y, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that that was the, you know, the genesis for that, you know, combination of things, especially as labels started to kind of deviate because there used to be that label sound, you know, where it's, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it was. And I think that with Farside and Game Face, like it's that thing of like, used to be able to buy at one point it was like, I'm going to get this and I'm going to order it through mail order. And it's going to arrive because there's no internet, <laughs> yeah. there's no streaming. So, you know, I'm into judge. I'm a huge judge fan. <laughs> and then I order this record and it shows up and it's like, Oh, this is this weird, like either like jangle thing or that guy's not yelling at me enough on this album. Right <laughs> exactly. Now. Yeah. So super um, touched. What the, yeah. I, yeah. So I think that, you know, that's kind of a neat thing to, to, kind of come into again with you know i keep going at the liner notes i'm sorry i just i'm no it's you know, i mean i hope I'm, that i hope i, I hope people pick that up like and i hope they google like you know they don't know who popeye might be for all i know you know what i mean there's a whole weird thing that once you've gone down this internet wormhole you're going to find out a lot of cool stuff again you know yeah, and that's definitely that's i think the vinyl thing that is that tangibility that you know this it matters it's something you know oh. like and yeah. I stream all the time and I don't want to seem like, you know, I'm some curmudgeon old dude that's, you know, listening to eight tracks and cassettes. But like, I think there's something about owning something like that. And I, I think that for Jeff and I and Jeff being an artist and me being such a collector nerd, the culmination of that gatefold is there and that I wanted you to be able to read. So like read through that, you know, and that's why like even me not, I don't even know if I still have the CDs anymore. I think Jeff, you self-released those, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So um, I've looked through those liner notes in years and then I poured through them a lot during this. And I started going down that wormhole of, you know, seeing how much Robbie's done and seeing things Popeye did that I didn't know about, you know, like it's Mm -hmm. kind of a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I got into everything was through a chain reaction of just one thing leading to another leading to another. And it still happens today to me because yeah. I can't just like 
you know, put on Spotify and have that be the end of it. Like I got to dig deeper for stuff like, yeah. and, um, you know, I, I'm cool with that. I wanted to ask, well, Popeye, did you, you, you looked like you had something to add to that thought. Uh, yeah. I was just, I was just going to say to, to, to Jake, I don't think it was really any different for Jeff and me, unless, unless Jeff disagrees. Cause it, we didn't have, we didn't really have the internet either. So we would kind of do the same thing, like go to, I mean, we weren't totally disconnected where we had to do everything by mail order, but we would go to the local punk rock record stores or stores that would stock a few punk and alternative records. And we would do the same thing. You'd see the name of a band that was thanked or mentioned yeah. and you, and you would, you would, you would ask around or you would buy a record based on the artwork. Or, yeah, or the label what, or whatever or, or mm-hmm. label it was on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it would, it would take you down a different kind of rabbit hole, but I think the same kind I mean, of I, rabbit hole. I said many times, uh, although I don't know, well, the episode hasn't come out yet, but I've mentioned it to Jeff before. I literally bought a game face record because they were mentioned in the Texas is the reason LP. You know, we stole Lear yeah, from right Game Face. That literally, that line was all I need to be like, well, that's right. If, I love yeah. this record. Yeah. And if they stole a lyric and thought it was good enough to to put down, then I'm going to buy a Game Face record. Yeah, yeah. I just went and got a Game Face record. And then I was a fan, you know, ever since. And it's the same. I I love that kind of stuff, that finding it. I wanted to ask Jake, um, sounds like you're a fan of Game Face and Farside. Yeah. yeah. What's your your favorite Farside record? Do you have a favorite record? I was just thinking through the other day. Um, I couldn't pick, I could pick a game face record either though. I, I just, it's those things that just go on repeat. You know, I really, I, would you say you celebrate their entire catalog? <laughs> I saw, I celebrate the entire catalog. Sorry. Uh, that's, that's an inside joke. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I know that from Office Space, but, uh, right. but uh, yeah, yeah. Michael Bolton, I, I, he's like, I can't pick one. Yeah, um, I'll say oh, like, yeah, oh man. <laughs> I mean, I you mentioned doing a, a episode on the Trainwreck album. Like, I really like collectively outside Jeff solo stuff. So I am in that like, you know, solo album of punk rock guy era. You know. Um, and for, of my listening and that train wreck record though, out of, you know, the far side and game piece of probably what I've been listening to the most, you know, wow. it's a bit kiss ass. It's a bit kiss. Yeah. And, yeah. and so <laughs> I actually, we'll, we'll take the ass kissing. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So I, I want to be honest. Like, I, so I, it's funny. So when uh, Greg said that Popeye's in there, I was like, I'm going to get like, kind of like quiet at times. Cause I'm a little nervous, but like, yeah, I, I, I think that, you know, uh, <laughs> For me, it was, you know, the huge Game Face fan because of that, you know, uh, the comp. And uh, when I think it was MySpace, uh, I think Jeff, or I can't remember how it came up, but like I heard one or two acoustic versions and I can't remember the EP, forgive me, it's not, is it Reset the Sun or uh, where he did a couple of the Game Face songs acoustic. And that's kind of what led me down that path of just following what he was going to do solo um right and you know as someone who discovered through game face i'd be i'm more of a, a jeff you know solo material fan which is kind of where this release came from 
Um, Jeff did the Old Blood EP. So we did a seven inch and uh, we had just been texting and emailing. And I was like, you know, it went really well. The seven inch kind of had an idea of what, you know, like Jeff said, the market for Game Face fans is a little bit different than Jeff's solo stuff. So kind of got an idea of that. And he had sent me the Old Blood songs, which was so rad. And I was like, what do we do this? And he's like, these songs are super personal. He turned 50. I turned 40 last year and I got it. So he did that small lathe run. Uh, and I he's like, one. I've got this. I have one of the limited covers I, too. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got one of those. Nice. Ones. Dang. Yeah. Uh, so he calls and he's like, I've got this crazy idea. And uh, that's when he was kind of talking about, you know, both solo records. And he's like, I've kind of always had an idea that they're the same. And so, uh, you know, it was this, you know, I would say outside of a car dealership, buying a car with a notebook, like a serial killer, just writing all these notes, (laughs) all these great ideas. And so then I went back and started like, because it all made sense because I was so familiar with both records. And I do think they're pretty cohesive. I do think they're very different entities. They do lend themselves. Uh, And I think kind of like with Popeye on here, like you can see the band become more cohesive in my opinion on that second part of it, but it kind of tells a story to me as far as like that growth and that change. And it just kind of came together really neat. So it started as like, Hey, what about this new EP? And he's like, what about these two other records? And we kind of, you know, jammed on that. And that's kind of how this came about really. That's long winded. Sorry. No, no that's, I, 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 that's awesome. What else are we doing right now? I need to, uh, <laughs> I definitely need to, I've, I've told Jeff, I'll have to get one of the, uh, your favorite train wreck records and really, really dive in. I mean, I've listened, but like really take a deep dive before we, you know, we'll do an episode on that. Yeah. I sure. think um, Jeff still, I think Jeff still has a, about a hundred boxes of them lying around in his garage. No, no you know what? I am. <laughs> I am. I think I am, I'm down to the la- the very last box. You know, I can use my. Oh, that's great. I can use yeah. the power of the pod. Speaking of Game Face, because <laughs> I, I was telling Jeff, I cannot. If someone has an extra copy of Game Face Always On that they want to sell, mm, yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, no, you don't. I'm saying for people yeah. listening. If anyone oh, listening right, right. has an extra copy of Game Face yeah. Always On, hit me up in the slide into my DMs because all right, that I'll I see, look upstairs. Okay. I, All I, I see is is, is Euro uh, European, and the shipping is like astronomical. Yeah. 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 Because I have every last time, and uh, I need to get the tenant. See, I had them all on CD back in the mm-hmm. CD era, and then when I went digital, in, in the interim of getting vinyl, you know, it was like not a big deal. And then now you you want the vinyl, right? But yeah. anyway, yeah, because I, I love the Always On record. I'm also I'm really excited for the future episodes of the pod because uh every last time and always on and then of course uh monroe doctrine yeah, yeah. So there's boy. great there's some great stuff mm-hmm. uh coming from rev i think in these next like 25 or so you know 51 to 70 something yeah we're gonna get to do a damnation wow. record uh oh, battery like that's we're right run the gamut of like mm-hmm. all this cool stuff. But as far as uh, with this, I, um, I don't know. Is there anything else regarding this record that you don't, you think we didn't cover that you wanted to, to get out there for people? 
Uh, personally, so I've, got, pres- I've uh, got things to say. Say it. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, w- I want to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about the uh, the boathouse recordings a little bit more. Um, uh, uh, sessions at the boathouse. Um, Jake, you were just talking about how this release by Jeff and Jeff, you were talking about the same thing, how it really kind of, it's, it's almost like a diary that documents the course of your life over all of these years. Yeah. And yet not just as your friend, but also as a fan, like I can see it too. Cause it goes from like how, uh, how Greg pointed out with melody doing the intro for, uh, um, Try to be here. Let's, try to be here. Let's listen yeah, to yeah. the music. Yeah, have so many titles. Like, um, and you know, and now she's doing what she's doing. And then once we got to that point where we were recording as a full band and playing as a full band, and we were like, one of the first lines from uh, my side of the bridge was, "I'm tired of singing about my life." Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and I, and other other songs that you did uh, previous to that, like stop writing songs and um, not, you know, not to make you seem like some kind of a Debbie downer or whatever, but, but it, it really does paint this amazing picture of who you are as a person and as a musician. And for me on a personal level, it's, a, it, it's all the more, all the more telling because I have the insider information. Oh, um, oh go on. But, go uh, on. <laughs> but, uh Oh, start. But, but, (laughs) but one of those, but that, that particular session, the sessions at the boathouse, we tracked that live. And I, and and I think we started at an ungodly, not rock and roll hour at all, like 9 a.m. I think we all had to show up or something stupid at Robbie's studio. Yeah. We, 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 we probably didn't. Well, yeah, I, I know we I know we started real early, yeah, um, because you know we only had a certain amount of time, and I wanted to make sure and get enough get enough takes. But yeah, we right. we we were living it that that was a that was a, a weekend, and yeah, we I, I think we uh, or at least I was there the night before when setting we set it all up, right, so it could be ready to go in the morning when we yeah. showed up. Yeah. yeah, and you were and and you were standing behind, you were standing behind this wall of plexiglass. And yeah, 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 and 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 the, and the rest of us were all kind of like close to each other, so we could kind of interact a little more. And you were on the other side of the room, and at times it seemed like you were kind of sad about it, like, "Hey, hey guys, uh, yeah. hey guys, uh, <laughs> I'm over here, guys." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, Jeff, whatever." Yeah. Hey, so how's your? <laughs> and then you're just standing behind. So nine a.m. Who, who brought the coffee? <laughs> I remember I brought a bottle of whiskey. That's all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> and a two-liter bottle of diet coke because you know I'm health conscious. Same. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, um, <laughs> and the 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 photograph that we took for that record. Oh yeah, yeah. Is very telling because <laughs> we 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 looked like we had been on tour for months, which we had not even ever come close to doing. We didn't even really—I don't think we really played live that often, but we were just kind of zonked and we had been indoors all day. My favorite part about that photo is Mike Baines. Yeah, because he because he just looks like 
he just looks like some guy who just kind of wandered in from somewhere else. And he's got a, I think he's got a gold pen in his, his shirt pocket. Cause he's a, right. he's a pen. He's a, he's a pen enthusiast. And yeah. he always has a pen with him. I didn't even know and that goes, was a thing. It's, I didn't know either until Mike uh, explained it to me. Um, yeah. yeah. Night train Baines. He, he, there, he there's like, a oh, yeah. pen scene. Is that in this there's record or scene. not? That's not this picture. No, actually. Yeah. The, the picture he's talking about is not, is not okay in that gatefold. I'm sitting there looking for a pen like an idiot. Mm. <laughs> Where's Waldo style? Yeah. 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 It's, it's, I, I think it's only, I haven't, again, I don't have a copy of the record, so I can't say, but I, I, uh, I just remember it. Like, like Mike looks like he's just kind of leaning in a little bit. And he was explaining yeah. to me that he went, he's like, Oh yeah, I went to a pen convention last week at this hotel conference room. And, and I'm like, See, that's yeah, a pen scene. while we were recording, he was explaining the pen scene to me and you're, that's you're crazy. in your fit and you're in your fish tank. He's like, guys, can we record a little bit? And we're like, yeah, yeah, Jeff, we'll get back to you in a second. <laughs> pen enthusiasm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be doing some digging after we get done about what it takes to be a pen enthusiast. I guess, I guess it's a thing, and uh, no one's going to call Night Train Baines a liar. No. No. All right, that's uh, all I got to say about That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, do you have anything else to add about the record? It sounded like you, you, you wanted to. Yeah, I, uh, so everyone knows about the final crunch happening right now. Um, you know, there's only a handful of plants that press vinyl in the world now. A lot of it's outsourced, goes overseas. Um, you know, in spite of what they're saying about the Adele record uh, and her taking yeah. over all the plants, um, I saw some sound scan data and they sold all those records. They're going on to a repress. So uh, all the huh. all the people saying that it wouldn't sell and she was tying everything up, it actually is doing pretty well out there. Uh, That's fortunately amazing. enough, uh, there's like a year turnaround for most plants. Uh, and for this one, uh, I reached out to Third Man Records, Jack White's pressing plant. Uh, it's about two hours from me in Detroit. And hmm. was like, hey, what is your turnaround and some pricing? And they came back and they were like, pricing is this, which is on point with pretty much anywhere else in uh, the world. And our turnaround's this, but you're in Michigan, so we're going to bump you up a bit. Um, oh, nice. So this really came together. I did the pre-order, I believe, in September or yeah, I think it was September shooting for uh, December, middle of December for the release. Uh, and it came out two weeks later. They, Jack White gives off his entire staff uh, the week after Christmas until almost a week later. That was the only slowdown. Um, so I just want to not third man records or Jack White needs a shout out, um, but they're <laughs> supporting, they're supporting uh, independent music and uh, the state That's of great. Michigan. Yes. Uh, He's been on that tip for a long time too. And like pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I got to pick it up from the, the plant and all those cats were so cool to like help me load it in my car. And I got to tour a little bit. It's awesome. Uh, he's a, they're a job creator and it sounds phenomenal. Like it really, there's a warmth to it, which is the cheesy thing about vinyl. Uh, but these songs I think really lend themselves to. Absolutely. I was format. just going to say, I mean, I, yeah. I think they, you know, I, I, you know, it's funny. Uh, Jeff sent me a uh, Jerry Rafferty record 
and I wasn't super familiar <laughs> and I've now bought the rest of his catalog as I find it. Uh, it's got that, like, to me, that late seventies, early eighties, like FM, you know, crunch to it that yeah. radio had, uh, yeah. which is, I, I grew up on that and the songs always kind of had that, you know, I know Jeff often mentions Jackson Brown, but it kind of has that thing to me. And I think on vinyl, it really shows. And uh, the mastering great and the warmth on those pressings is just, it's so cool having it. I really, you know, it was a fun project to do. Uh, Jeff has a massive fan base in the UK, if you didn't know this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, which as, as orders come in, it's like, holy shit. Uh, there's so many UK fans. Um that's great. So that's been that's really awesome. neat. Um, so real quick shout out to Unless You Try Records uh, and the folks at Bearded Punk who both uh, bought some distro copies to help out people in the UK because cool. of it's awesome. the massive shipping. Um, yeah, they're rad awesome. folks and they're just, they become good friends with me and the label. So it's been fun. It's great. Yeah. Everybody should definitely pick up a copy, <clears throat> hit up. Uh, where's the best place for them to get get this uh your website is yeah it a- i i yeah it's just futurevampireclub.com uh i update the instagram as much as i can i have a four-year-old so this is definitely not the the priority and uh my adult job my adult job is kind of an adult job i sell beer for a living um but it's busy uh, so the, the the instagram's the way to go um you know and jeff's all of his social he, he gives us you know, a lot of links and everything. So, and actually, um, thanks to Jeff, uh, Rev just picked up copies for distribution. So, uh, as an, as, as an aging hardcore kid, they used to mail money orders, um, to an address, hope to get something back seven months later, uh, before tracking numbers and everything. Um, it's, it's a really an amazing thing for me to have Rev selling this record. Like it's really, you know, a culmination of my, you know, love of punk rock and mail order and music in general to, to have them, you know, ordering some copies. It, it's so cool. So that's the way actually buy them from them so that they pick up my other releases. Do that. Buy it from Rev. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Buy it from Rev. <laughs> we're, then we're all happy. Well, guys, yeah, thank works. you. Thank you so well, much. I, 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 st- I still have things to say. About oh, this wait. record? I was going to do... Yes. Do you gotta, bonus you gotta chatter go. for our patrons. Give them a little something. But if it's about this, record, okay. Well, no. Well, then, yeah. then I'll say I'll save it for that. Because uh, okay. I, I, yeah. Yeah. No. I just I just want to. So this is as far as the. Uh,